Rebound, score! Paul Connor follows the puck off the iron, puts it into the goal. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Broken up from behind, intended for Milano. Two on one for Vegas. Marcia so on the left. Will Smith got it to him. He scores! Nicholas Wong! This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here's your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas. Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace, Darren Millard, Chris Chapman, live inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215. Home of the... Well, that couldn't have gone much better from a result standpoint. On the personnel front, a little bit of a wonky stop in Calgary. Let's get into what <laughs> happened against the Calgary Flames uh, by the Vegas Golden Knights last night as they take the second straight game on this three-game road trip uh, to put themselves in great position to finish it off in style against the Edmonton Oilers uh, tomorrow night. And that will be a 6 o'clock pregame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. It's an 8 o'clock start in Edmonton because of Hockey Night in Canada. They push it back a little bit. So uh, everything really is perfectly timed for us, uh, almost uh, like a home game with the timing, 6 o'clock, and then the puck drops just after 7. But uh, here's the uh, here's the latest as far as we know from the personnel side of it. Mm-hmm. Logan Thompson, Riley Smith are both out for tomorrow night, uh, that uh, result of the injuries that they suffered in that game against the Calgary Flames. Alec Martinez also will not play tomorrow night. Uh, he has returned to Vegas uh, for a uh, personal reason. So the Golden Knights will be down three players that played last night uh, against the Calgary Flames for an important game against the Edmonton Oilers trying to sweep this three-game road trip. That's the very latest up-to-date information from Bruce Cassidy. Yeah, a tough break, obviously, for the Golden Knights and, and Logan Thompson and Riley Smith. Um, you know, you, you go into the Edmonton, you go into Edmonton, you face the Oilers, you know what you're facing in Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. So it's it's a tough break for those two players specifically. And then on Alec Martinez, um, you just hope that whatever he's he's dealing with, um, he, he's able to take the time that he needs. And as we've seen from the Golden Knights all season long, uh, personal matters, they, they, these players are, are given every opportunity to handle that. So, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see how the Golden Knights respond. Uh, going into Edmonton on uh, tomorrow night to to take on at the Oilers. It'll be the first time since the All-Star break that the yeah. Golden Knights won't have their starting six defensemen in the lineup. That's been an incredible run of consistency, mm-hmm. very much like the front half of the year. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to read the tea leaves here. It doesn't sound like it'll be a long-term thing uh, for Alec Martinez. It's not an injury. Uh, so we hope that uh, that uh, he is able to get back in the lineup as soon as possible. Wish him uh, all the best with what he is dealing with on the personal side of uh, things. Uh, but, yeah, the, Ben Hutton slides back in. And great opportunity. And I was actually kind of hoping that he would get one or two games here down the stretch just to get into uh, rhythm a little bit because he hasn't played uh, for so long. So I I think it's an opportunity uh, more so than uh, a hindrance, uh, given that you've won the first two games of the road trip and you get to to get Ben Hutton in uh, on the front half of the home and home. Uh, On the Riley Smith and Logan Thompson side of it, 
no real timelines given mm-hmm. regarding how long the two will be out. No, uh, Riley Smith got hit into the boards. We we had it on the, on the television side of it, and uh, and I didn't see anything uh, other than the fact that it's a body check in the National Hockey League, and it would knock me out for a year and a half. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but there was nothing like I was worried that he maybe fell awkwardly, uh, got a, a foot trapped underneath him, something like that, where you can go, okay, that was an ankle, that was a foot, that was a knee, uh, anything like that. So um, uh, I don't know specifically what the injury is. He did come back, played one shift in the third period, uh, and then departed. But uh, don't know uh, beyond tomorrow night uh, how long he's going to be out. Uh, uh, we'll play the Bruce Cassidy uh, media briefing uh, that happened earlier today in hour number two. But uh, going to last night and what Bruce said was uh, he'll Riley wasn't expected to play uh, mm-hmm. in Edmonton, but wasn't convinced that it was going to be a long-term thing. Uh, sure. Now they'll do tests and uh, follow-ups and uh, different uh, exams, and they'll have a much uh, firmer grasp on this uh, when they do get back uh, to Vegas. But that, I'm, I'm kind of holding on to that. Uh, a little bit uh, that uh, that maybe it's not something that uh, is that you automatically go okay it's a elbow and it's three weeks uh, and I'm making up body parts with with timelines here but sure, it's it's yeah. not something that that you just automatically uh, go broken foot and it's uh, four weeks uh, so uh, we'll, we'll see where that goes uh, Logan Thompson uh, that now that's a, a really fascinating one and and again no. Uh, expanded uh, timeline given uh, beyond what we saw last night. And that is uh, going to be, I I think, going to require some further uh, real investigation into what he suffered. It looked like the left leg again without being too speculative, but uh, I I don't know uh, what the original injury was beyond the the lower body, and he had had to get helped off the ice in Minnesota six weeks ago. And last night, uh, got up and and just left. Like, he was gone. Uh, I tell you what, the look on Jonathan Quick's face was like, what is this equipment? Is this, is he gone? Oh, he's gone. And he takes out the gum and he uh, puts the mask on. Uh, so I, I think the, the Golden Knights uh, didn't see this coming at all. It didn't sound like uh, there had been a conversation throughout the game uh, uh, with uh, with the training staff and the medical team uh, regarding, okay, this is bothering me. We'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye on this. It, it just looked, looked like it literally popped up and right uh, at that situation with six minutes to go in the third period. Uh, uh, I don't want to say it's the same injury as before. Uh, ballpark. Uh, I could say that it it's in that vicinity, like it looks similar, but I I, I don't know for sure if if it is uh, uh, the the similar situation. I was trading some texts back and forth with different people who uh, have a firmer grasp on on this type of thing and being able to read in injuries. Um, uh, a doctor uh, last night and uh, was one of them, and uh, and they 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 couldn't even tell uh, or weren't comfortable in trying to to, to look at uh, and and offer a an area of of concern for him. Uh, but the fact that, uh, that he was up and he was gone and there was no, like he didn't wait for Mike Muir to get out. Like he, he, he was out of the game, uh, which is concerning in sure. itself. And then you add on that it was his first appearance in a game in six weeks when he had what would be termed as a, a significant injury being helped off the ice. Uh, it's, it's really uh, one that, uh, 
that that you're uh, concerned about uh, with less than 10 games to go in the National Hockey League season, and and he suffers uh, a second injury in, in the course of six weeks. So much of the conversation has been about the Golden Knights, their goaltending, what it was going to look like over the final 12 games, now 10 games, as far as a rotation between Logan Thompson, Jonathan Quick, and, and Loren Brossois, who is, is waiting in the wings and hopefully going to be back very, very soon, if not by Saturday for the Vegas Golden Knights. And now with the more unknown surrounding Logan Thompson, I, I think it just kind of gives you an idea that as much as we kind of look at it and try to figure out what the plans are going to be, you can never really plan out too far ahead because so many different circumstances go into it. Now, um, I, I, yeah, I, it was a tough spot. It was a tough spot for, for Jonathan Quick to come into the game with six minutes left, a one-goal game with Calgary pushing. But Jonathan Quick has, has kind of been through these situations before, and he came through big for the Golden Knights in the, in the stretch. I keep going back to my conversation with Kelly McCrimmon uh, on trade mm. deadline day yeah. uh, when he joined me on the AT&T Sportsnet set during the pregame show. And I said to him, you know, there's a real good chance here you could have uh, five goalies healthy mm-hmm. uh, at, the, uh, at the playoff time. And he said, yeah, yeah that's true. Or we might have two. Uh, we we just got to make sure uh, that we that we've got at least two because he he was very uh, conscious of the fact that Aiden had been banged up mm-hmm. and they wanted to make sure that uh, that he was able to be healthy long term. But if he, if he wasn't, then they had a backup plan. And Logan, same thing. They they were both injured at the time, and he wasn't convinced when you're coming off an injury playing that position that which you can't ease in you can't play uh somebody 7 minutes of a game and then up it to 11 minutes the next game and 15 the next game you can't just ease into a game if uh if you're a national hockey league goaltender and that that just uh, is echoing in my head right now they that mm-hmm. when he said we may have two and what are we at now well, Lauren Brassois looks like he's near uh, to be uh, put into the lineup. And the fact that, uh, that Logan Thompson is out, uh, if, if, if Lauren Brassois is cleared, then, then he would go in tomorrow. And Jonathan Quick is, is the guy. And mm-hmm. it's the greatest gift that, uh, that presented itself in the sense of Jonathan Quick being shipped out of because uh, I don't know anybody that had their eye on quick uh, yeah. uh, as far as being traded. And I'm not sure LA would have sent him to Vegas directly anyway, but this it's the greatest gift right now in the fact that he went to Columbus and then Vegas jumped on it right away. As soon as that opportunity presented itself, they are on it and, and capitalized uh, uh, on the availability of Jonathan quick. And you've got two guys that are the tandem. If, Brassois is cleared and goes tomorrow night, and Jonathan Quick uh, is in the lineup. You've got two guys that weren't on this team at the trade deadline mm-hmm. until mm-hmm. that point. Like that, the, 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 Brassois was hurt, and and Jonathan Quick wasn't wasn't uh, with the team. And sure. now Brassois yeah. nearing health, and Quick has 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 won you five games. And closed out another one last night. He doesn't get credit for that, but sure. uh, he closed out another one. And uh, tell you what, it's it's wild. 
even even in all the experience and and I like to talk to you guys about uh, how much I've seen and and heard and mm-hmm. been around the game. It's wild uh, what what we're experiencing right now uh, with, with this goaltending front and 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 how guys just keep going keep going down and not being able to finish. Like you go back to the Minnesota game. Like we've got was it five or six times? Chapman, get follow me here. The game in Minnesota after the the All Star break, Logan Thompson starts, is unable to play the next game, and that's that's where it started, right? So yes. that's 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 number one. Then you've got Aiden Hill, uh, and and he plays against Tampa Bay, is lights out, can't go the next game because he's injured. Loren Brassois comes in and is outstanding for three games. <laughs> Loses against Chicago, but gets the extra point. Can't go the next game. So there's there's three times. Aiden Hill comes back, mm-hmm. is great for a couple of games, plays against Florida, is spectacular in the loss, can't go the next game. Unavailable the next game. Yuri Patera, great, plays two games. Unavailable the next game because he's reassigned because mm-hmm. you think you're getting healthy. And now Logan Thompson. So six times since the All-Star break, a goaltender has played and not been available the next game. Five times yep. by injury and once because of reassignment. I've never seen anything like it. And and the Golden Knights are 16-3-2 in mm-hmm. that stretch. Yep. It's, it's unreal. It really is. And, you know, again, it, it kind of proves to you that you've seen next man up in goal obviously bringing in Jonathan Quick and the experience you certainly have an insurance policy there you didn't maybe think you'd need it as much as you have already but right now it looks like it's Jonathan Quick and then whoever else is healthy in terms of a rotating cast of characters alongside of him but for the Golden Knights, they haven't missed a beat. Ten and two in the month of March. They're doing all of this with, with again, a rotating cast of goaltenders. It, it really does underpin how much this team has kind of found some type of winning formula, and they are they're playing really well right now. So a- after the game against Minnesota that Logan Thompson went out, they won the next game. Mm-hmm. Uh, after the game against Tampa, they got a point the next game. Uh, you you go on down this list. Uh, after the game against Florida, they won. After the game against uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets, they won. They, they they followed up this challenge and adversity with wins, which mm-hmm. goes to next man up. They got to five deep, six when you consider Robin Leonard, but five deep in goaltenders playing this year. And they're getting it done. I, I don't know. And it's it's a, a, an even horse race to me. What's more impressive or bizarre? So the bizarre part is playing these five goaltenders. And now two of them have been hurt twice. So it's not even like you've gone five deep. <laughs> but two of them have, have gone out on two separate occasions. All within... 22 games. Mm-hmm. That is bizarre. Is that more uh, captivating than the fact that they're 
16-3-2 during this stretch? Uh, the record, I, the record is is I th- you, you gotta you gotta grab onto it, but the record is out of this world. Like you don't yeah. exp- you teams have played a lot of goalies before because they've been terrible. Sure. They've been awful. And this is getting back to first place and holding on to first place in an incredible playoff race. So as much as the five goaltenders, two of them being hurt twice, is sensational, the record itself outdistances out it. No, the, the record's unreal. It, it just is. And, you know, again, for, for a team that is fundamentally good, to still have to go five deep in terms of goaltenders, to have it be such a rotating cast, two, three games with one guy, and then you don't have that guy. And, and, and all the different nuances, bringing in a Jonathan Quick at the trade deadline, trying to kind of acclimate him, you still win through that. You win with Yuri Patera, his first two NHL starts, one on the road, one at home. The fact that the Golden Knights have not really missed a beat in terms of how they're playing, in terms of what the results are showing, in terms of the stretch run that they are on, trying to distance themselves at the top of the Pacific Division in the Western Conference, that takes it to a completely different level. It's one thing to to have to go five deep. It's another thing to go five deep and just continue to win throughout the entirety of it. And, and it's great that they lean on the system. The system mm-hmm. is goalie-friendly. Friendlier than a lot of other places in the National Hockey League. But you look back at this stretch, 16-3-2, and two, and the Chicago game where where Lauren Bassois hurt himself, like mm-hmm. he was a he was a star in that game. So then go through the Columbus Blue Jacket game in which they, they light it up. Yuri Patera was spectacular in that game. Yeah, yeah. Aiden Hill beat the Tampa Bay Lightning on his own. He's a star in that game. Uh and then Jonathan Quick followed up by beating Tampa in Tampa. And he was spectacular. And he was a, a shutout against Carolina. Uh, they, they've all, since the All-Star break, outside of Logan Thompson, who, who hasn't been able to finish his two starts, but the four other guys, you go, you go through those 21 games and, and see how many times a goaltender, not the official three stars, because that depends on where you're playing home and away, and, and, and I, I play that game at, T-Mobile Arena. I don't want to see the other team uh, having a star uh, out there unless they score four goals, that kind of thing. I, I get that. That's 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 uh, fandom. Um, part of it. It's part of the National Hockey League. It's part of uh, the the entertainment factor. But if you go and you're you're strictly looking at three stars, the the number of one goal games in this stretch is overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So you've got four goaltenders who have uh, posted great performances and and five goaltenders who have won games because Thompson got credit for the win in Minnesota and got credit for the win last night. How many times w- was a goaltender a, a legitimate star uh, or in contention to be a star in those games? Like the, the biggest margin of victory, the 7-2 game, a goalie was a star because he was yeah. great <laughs> in the first half. So you've got, yeah. you've got 21 games where these five goaltenders – we're probably a legitimate first, second, third star in 14 of them. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 can't, I can't 
debate that. I think you're at, you're right on the money. Like the goaltending has been really good for Vegas throughout this stretch too, and there have been some individual performances that just stand above the rest. I, I mean, Aiden Hill against the New Jersey Devils at home was ridiculous. It was just a phenomenal game. Then, as you mentioned, you've got Tampa Bay and Carolina back-to-back situation there for Jonathan Quick. Those two starts, he was fantastic in Tampa. He was great against Carolina. And, you know, Yuri Patera, I thought, played really well in his two games too. So I, I think that it, it's been kind of a situation where, if you're looking at this, you should feel confident with the goaltending, whoever it is that's playing. But it's more, what, my point was there's more than just the system here. These oh, guys have been outstanding in their individual performance working within that system. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. I mean, the Golden Knights right now systemically are playing well, but the goaltending is taking it to another level. And it doesn't necessarily matter who's in net for Vegas. They're getting goaltending performances on a night-to-night basis, and and that's why I'm saying like down the stretch run, with Lorenzo getting close, no, kind of an unknown timetable on Logan Thompson, Jonathan Quick playing the way that he is, you should feel pretty confident no matter who's in net for the Golden Knights because they're getting it done right now. The Logan Thompson situation last night was scary because he just pops up and he's gone. Mm-hmm. And you're not really, it looks like he's favoring his left leg, but you're not really sure what it is. And it's a one goal game, and Calgary's pushing. So you're, you and 99% of our audience are focused on closing that out. Find a way to get those two points. Mm-hmm. There's 1%, and that is. General Manager Kelly McCrimmon, President of Hockey Operations George McPhee, and Head Coach Bruce Cassidy, who had an entirely different thought or an add-on thought. And that was, we're putting a guy who's 37 years old into the game (laughs) with six minutes to go after he's just watched 54 minutes of the action. It might be the latest relief appearance in his career. Mm-hmm. And he's going in, and the other team's pushing. And this guy doesn't play an Ed Mio stand-up style. Sure. He's as, no. as athletic as anybody in the world. Yeah. And I guarantee you that there was the, whoa, the points will be good, but please, please, please don't don't get hurt. And and uh, Darren Elliott said it best on the on the TV post game show last night. Uh, they go with a nudge, nudge, wink, wink, and an eye roll. He he he's got a great eye roll too because you don't expect it to come out of Darren Elliott, Cornell guy, right. very serious, yeah. very yeah. Uh, straightforward. Ha- can have some Could fun, it? but but the eye roll. The eye roll came out of nowhere. He's like, uh, goaltenders, uh, they, they do their stretching. They're always prepared. They're ready to go in in a moment's notice. They're, 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 they're doing the, uh, the professional thing. And then he offers the eye roll. Like, six minutes to go in the game. Are you thinking about going in at that point? <laughs> no. No, you're not. But, but that, there, there is closing it out, and that's what you're focused on in the, in the moment. But mm-hmm. there is the, the trio of McPhee, McCrimmon, and Cassidy are saying, please don't hurt yourself. Right. 
Yeah. The way and things have th- gone, please don't hurt yourself. And, and you know, from f- fortunately for Jonathan Quick, he, he came in. Fortunately for Kelly McCrimmon, George McPhee, and Bruce Cassidy, he, he gets the job done. You get the points. And as Jonathan Quick kind of proven throughout his entire career, he, he's just he's just really durable, right? Like, this is a guy that, you know, plays a, a super athletic style, but he, he, he comes in, he gets his stretching in as, as he can when he can. And delivers two points for the Golden Knights and didn't get hurt. Well, the officials were outstanding last night. I agree. In, yeah. in allowing some extra time because Quick left, uh, got into the net really fast. Uh, he didn't have any time to to step back into the tunnel and and do any type of uh, of stretching or limbering out or even get his head around the fact of uh, I'm going into a National Hockey League game in a one goal situation where the other team is as desperate as ever because Thompson was out and and I loved what what Bruce said after the game in the sense of well, it would have been nice for Logan to take a little bit of time and <laughs> and I and that that tweaked my my mind I'm like you're right yeah. he he didn't wait for Anybody to come on the ice. When was the last time that you you, you saw that where a goaltender in particular uh, leaves a game with, without any obvious sign of of injury? Like he was hurt, but there wasn't like a, a shot to the head or a skate cut, something like that, where where he just jumps up and goes. Usually, you do wait and you wonder, okay, am I going to be able to work this out? Uh, head athletic therapist, they'll come out. We'll work. Uh, we're through it. We'll do our little checklist and and whatever they they talk about. Uh, and and okay, you can't go. Okay, we'll we'll go. That that always happens. It was the exact opposite, and and Cassidy was was right. He's like, it would have been nice to just to give Quickie a little bit of time, but the officials, good on them for, for giving extra time. Maybe that's a, a, a little bit of, well, a favor to uh, Bruce Cassidy, a longtime coach in the National Hockey League, certainly a Hall of Famer in Jonathan Quick. They realized yeah. the situation uh, as well, uh, and everybody knows that. So give him uh, a little bit of added time, because normally – the the extent of duration that they allowed Quick to stretch prior to that faceoff in his own zone, that was four times, five times longer than what you normally get in, in that situation. And, and you know, I, I'm with you in that I, I really do applaud the referees, the officials in that moment, understanding kind of the gravity of the situation. Jonathan Quick, um, I, I think, does kind of get the benefit of the doubt there. And you're looking at six minutes and seven seconds left. It's a one-goal game. Um, when it's that late in the game I, I, and you're sitting for, for two and a half hours just kind of waiting and waiting and waiting – I. I, I think that you can have a little bit of discretion in the in those situations. It would have been different if he comes in, you know, three, four minutes left in the first period or midway through the second period, but that late in the game, you have to allow a, a guy to get a little bit ready, a little bit limber. And, you know, to Bruce Cassidy's point, I, I don't know that I've ever seen a situation where a goaltender comes right off the ice, goes right to the back, and, and everyone's just kind of left wondering what's happening. And, you know, again, good good on Jonathan Quick for jumping right up, getting ready, getting in net, and finding a way to, to deliver two points to Vegas. And it comes up with five big stops. So so the game itself, oh, yeah. the, the game itself, you had Marcheseau, uh was was really good. Uh, you've got the, the continuation of the goaltending drama and scoring first. Another two-goal lead for the second straight game, uh, playing in front, not trailing, and 
now you look at it and getting back to the very top of the show from a result standpoint, it doesn't get any better than, than, than what they've done and their road record. I'll give you some stats uh, later in the, in the program, uh, what they've been able to do and with momentum uh, on the road uh, during these, these stretches uh, away from T-Mobile. It, it's great, but uh, you, you wanted what three points out of six, you would like to win two of three. Uh, coming on this road trip through Western Canada, uh, and the high water mark would be run on the table. Well, they they put themselves in position. It'll be some adversity now with uh, three players who started last night's game. But boy, have you have you put yourself in a position uh, to be to be really good and offset in case you, you you aren't able to win the front half of that home and home. Yeah, you're right on the money. They they've given. You know, you've already gotten out in front of this road trip. It's already a, a successful road trip. Now you're just looking for anything else you can get. It's gravy in Edmonton. And, you know, you've put six points between you and the Oilers. And that's another big thing going into this home-and-home home set against the Oilers is that you've you've got a bit of a cushion here to work with. Now go out, play your game, try to find a way to win that first half of the of the home-and-home. Home. But the Golden Knights are in a really good spot because of the work they've done in Vancouver and in Calgary. Looking ahead to the Edmonton game tomorrow night, later in the show, we also want to tee up and tell you to stand by with the listener line, 702-876-1340. Don't call now, but I want to make sure you know the number, 702-876-1340. We have tickets and we have our Michael E. Minden Jewelers in the Fashion Show Mall Hockey Parlay Contest. We've reset back to 100 bucks, but 100 bucks is better than what Chapman's dealing with right now, which is feathers. <laughs> and that is coming up in uh, just at the uh, end of hour number one. And we'll give you three games. You pick the winners. Uh, you walk away with $100. Uh, a little bit more. And that bizarre situation on the no goal for Calgary, which had everybody's head spinning at the time. When the net was off in moorings, we'll get into it. We'll explain it in detail on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Little private eyes. Watching you, watching you, watching you. Kind of a a creepy song, isn't it? Yes, it is. Like, just the whole idea. They're watching you. Watching you. Watching you. Uh, this has to be the the quietest Friday that isn't connected to a holiday in the National Hockey League season. There's only three okay. games tonight. Yeah, yeah. Is is that NCAA related? March Madness. Kind of has to. I don't know. Feels that way, right? It's just it's just bit. weird. Uh, and and last last week was March Madness as well, but I, I can't uh, can't remember how many games were were on last week's schedule. But it's just I I don't get this. Why there's such little action this time around uh, in in the national? Oh, there's four games last Friday, mm-hmm. two the week before. I, I know Saturday uh, is is the big one, and you don't want teams going uh, uh, all out. Uh, well, on, on back-to-backs, but yeah, three games. You got to go all in. You you want all eyes on board for Arizona, Colorado later. Uh, well, um, that that team's going to be a spoiler. I was looking at uh, <laughs> Dallas, yeah, and their schedule. Uh, they they've got a really good schedule down the stretch with uh, with a lot of uh, Arizona in, involved in in their mix, and 
that that team, I don't like those games. All right, because you're just you're expected to win, not just win, but win handily. And I'll point mm-hmm. to Winnipeg the other day. Uh, they get Arizona at home, ends up being two one, and Connor Hellebuck has to be a star to sure. to, to win yeah. the game. And Winnipeg walks out with a huge win, must win, and they get the two points. And the media, the coaches, everybody's all over them, the, the players, for no urgency. <laughs> it, it's really tough to, to come out of that with any type of positive vibes unless you drill them 9-1, uh, that yeah. kind of thing. So what, what should be a, a, a big, you found a way to win, turned into a controversy for, for the Winnipeg Jets against the Arizona Coyotes. And that and that could happen. And the other part is Connor Ingram and Carl Vimelka, two goaltenders that can can stone you. And that sure, that yeah. part that that part bothers me. In a in a they're playing loose and you need the two points. Uh, I, I don't like those games at all. I hate the games against the terrible teams <laughs> down the stretch when you're like those are almost more nervous then when you're playing somebody good or a bubble team, that mm-hmm. that you expect it to be a good game and back and forth. When you're not up by three after the first, you start getting nervous and squeezing your, your mug. But how much of that kind of is, is determinant on the teams and where they're at? Like, you mentioned Winnipeg. You can't really feel good about that game, but, like, the Jets have been in a tailspin for a while now, not necessarily feeling good about their game. Like, in relation to Dallas, if Dallas were to go in and play Arizona and it's a 2-1 game or 3-2 game, uh, ordinarily we'd just say, okay, it's another game the Dallas Stars go to overtime in. That's fine. Whatever. It is what it is. Um, But I think that it's team-dependent. Like, the Winnipeg Jets probably don't feel great about it because their game hasn't been good for a while now. No, but I I think it, it goes across the board. If you're in contention and you're in a playoff race, a battle, whether you're Colorado tonight trying to chase down Minnesota for uh, the home ice advantage in that series with the potential of still winning, winning the Central Division. Do you, want, do you want a game against Arizona to trip you up? No. Or, or Edmonton to trip up against Arizona? Nashville trying to squeeze their way into this thing to get stopped by Arizona it's it's a you, you, they, that's the trap game but but you're ready for it you should be ready for it but it's it's the almost like um uh, uh trap game on on steroids in a sense of even if you win if you get mm-hmm. if you get over the trap and you jump and you stand there like woo oh, we got it and then the the floor falls uh, away from your feet and you you plunge to your death because you didn't win by 17 goals, <laughs> something like that. Like there's there's this the subplot to the to the first hurdle, which you get by. The the Jets yeah. did that the other day. They got by it, uh, and so I I I don't mind a tougher schedule down the stretch because it just forces everybody to be to be in mode of competition. The other part is if you don't get the result, guys, you can you can chalk it up to that's where we need to be. Look what that team did. They're in the same race as us. We're battling against them. We need to get back to that level. What do you say if you don't beat Arizona? Hey, where, where's yeah, where's, where's your realigning the the sights after that thing? Yeah, it's not easy. It's not easy. Um 
I, listen, I, I've kind of gone on record. I've said it a couple of times. I, I like the, the, the road harder traveled, it, not not the easier road, but the, the, the more difficult one. And for the Golden Knights, like you look at kind of their, their final stretch of games, Minnesota twice, Nashville, L.A., Dallas, and then two in Seattle, like you know exactly where you stand with playoff teams down the stretch if you're the Vegas Golden Knights. You are gearing up for the playoffs over the final two and a half, three weeks here. Um, the only real outlier game is San Jose, and that's uh, in just about a week. Then it's it's really, as, as it's been since really the, the All-Star break, uh, all playoff competition and all teams that are really desperate. And, and I, I'm excited to see kind of how the Golden Knights navigate this next stretch of the schedule. Dude, I, I'm loving tomorrow's game. I cannot yeah, wait I for agree. tomorrow's game. I was talking to Ashley Vice today uh, about it. Uh, we were texting back and forth. And I-, I wish it could start now. Being in a situation <laughs> where I get to host a game in the National Hockey League with the implications, uh, a start of a home-and-home series with the best player in the world on the other side is a privilege. And I cannot wait for it. The return matchup here, uh, you've got that that home-and-home against Minnesota. And we know the rivalry uh, that has built up between uh, the Wild and, and the Golden Knights. The Kings in there. Uh, you've got uh, Dallas and Seattle. It, it's awesome. And Nashville's making a push. I don't know whether they'll be there by the time that that game comes about, but there's there's some juice there. The game that scares me the most is that San Jose game in yeah. San Jose. With you you saw what they did last year in in crippling the the Golden Knights' eventual playoff aspirations. Uh, that's that's the one where somebody and be a natural situation yet yet exhale. You relax. They're not as good. They, San Jose sandwiched between Edmonton and a back-to-back with, with Minnesota. Mm. Which game are you going to be more focused for? Edmonton, oh. Minnesota, yeah. or San Jose? Oh, well, it's it's certainly Edmonton. It's certainly Minnesota. Right. For sure. So that's why that I hate them. I hate them. I wish I wish at at certain point of the season you just got funneled into your own competition. It wasn't it's not the playoffs, but at least you have to play I know it's uh, a goofy thought process, <laughs> but I, I those those games bother me and I can't imagine and it's it's, it's a natural thing. I'm not faulting any athlete uh, for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can't be great for 82 games. You cannot be. Uh, so there's you got to pick your spots a little bit. You just hope that not everybody picks the same spot. And uh, and other times you hope that they do. Like tomorrow night against Edmonton, you hope all eighteen skaters and the goaltender are on board for that game. But to expect all eighteen goaltenders, uh, all eighteen skaters and the goaltender to be on against San Jose, that that's a big ask. Is there is there a degree of the bad teams where you like you look at it, you say, okay, San Jose, they are bad, right? But like Arizona. Arizona at least tries really hard. Yeah, but they're still terrible. <laughs> I don't disagree with you. They're I just terrible. like it's you, you, it's you, easier can't, you can't to sell me, that to me. To me, it's easier to lose to Arizona than it is to San Jose. But like it is hard to lose to San Jose. Might be easier is. to lose to Arizona, but the assessment of it is going to be you no, squandered a big yeah. time game. So I'll go. Yeah. I go to Columbus. Frightening. San Jose, <laughs> scary. <laughs> Chicago, right now, with the roster that they have right now, yeah, 
would have me shaking going terrifying. into it. Yeah. Anaheim, yeah, I want no part of Anaheim because they're awful, <laughs> but they've got skill that can that can light it up. Minus Montreal, 105 goal like, differential. Montreal, I, I know, I know they're bad, but I know guys will get up for that because yeah, yeah, because, it, yeah. because it's Montreal, uh, Philadelphia. I know guys will get up for that. Uh, yeah. Arizona, no, they 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 played with Vancouver the other day. Vancouver's a little bit better, but St. Louis, Detroit, Buffalo, the, the, those games, those, those are good teams. Those others, oh boy, uh, it just uh, it rocks me. Uh, we've got the uh, Michael E. Minden Jewelers Hockey Parlay Contest coming up. Call now to 702-876-1340. Chapman, which caller do you want? Uh, let's go with uh, 15. 15. Calling his own number. Caller number 15 to 702-876-1340. We will put you on the air. We will give you three games to choose from. If you pick the winner correctly in all three games, we'll give you $100. All right, that's the way it works. The Michael E. Minden Jewelers Hockey Parlay Contest. We'll be back and play it right after this on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Parlay? That's the one. Parlay! Parlay! Time to parlay with the insiders. Brought to you by Michael E. Minden Diamond Jewelers in the Fashion Show Mall. Let's play it. Let's go. Our uh, lucky contestant today is Mo. How are you, buddy? I'm doing great. Thank you. All right. I got a couple of questions for you right off the bat. How do you spell Mo? M O E. Okay. What is Mo short for? Moshe. What is that? Moshe. Moshe. Not, I did yeah. not know that. I thought it was something yeah. uh, something else. Moshe, did you know that, Chapman? No. No. It had to be short for something. I thought it was like Morton, maybe. Uh, yeah, something something along that line. Uh, I love it. Are you a, a multi-generational Mo in your family? Uh, yes, I am. Who are you named after? Hmm. My grandfather. Oh, I love Grandpa. He's a good guy. Uh, awesome. Nice. I'm wishing you the best of luck. Here's Chapman with your list of games to select from. All right, Mo. So uh, first game up, uh, first game of the weekend, actually, takes place in Philadelphia. This is my game, and you need to pick the winner between the Red Wings and the Philadelphia Flyers tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock. I'm going to take Philadelphia. All right. The Flyers, it is. Game number two starts a few hours later. This is courtesy of Darren. It's a big one for a couple of teams as the Winnipeg Jets are in Los Angeles to take on the Kings. Who do you got there? Yeah, I've been listening to you guys about bad teams and good teams, and uh, the good team needs it, so I'm taking L.A. That's uh, that's actually a good call. I, I, I like know, that I don't, one, too. Yeah. Winnipeg is just so hard to figure out right now. They could win that yeah. game. They could win that game easily. L.A.'s ready for a dip, but given the performances going in, I, I'm with you on that one, Mo. All right, and if like you survive it. both of those games, Ryan Wallace throws maybe the toughest game <laughs> of the weekend at you as the Boston Bruins visit Raleigh, North Carolina on Sunday at 2 p.m. to take on the Hurricanes. I would take the Hurricanes, but when uh, when they played Vegas and I was listening to the commentary on uh, NBC on that game, 
it said a couple of nice things, a couple of things about the Hurricanes, which uh, leads me to believe they don't have that one star player that's needed. That that no, came across a couple times. So yeah, I'm yeah. taking I'm taking Boston. I, I don't think that's the toughest game of the weekend. That's a tough one. Out, out of these three? I, no, I, think, I think Winnipeg, L.A. Yeah, Boston's a wagon right now. Carolina's yeah. struggling. They're, they're yeah, injured. They're, they're, they are playing for the division. I, I, don't give they're me that They're not playing stuff. for the division. What, what, <laughs> Come on. What's L.A.? Winnipeg's playing for its life, and L.A.'s uh, trying to sur- surpass Vegas. I think that's... Well, the, maybe, the, maybe, that's maybe the two best teams. The, the, the most difficult... No, no. Don't try and sway I this. Philly wants to see that. I thought that was the hard game. Yeah, Philly I, and Detroit. Dude, Mo, I'm with you on that one. Detroit and Philly? <laughs> try and figure out who's going to play in that game now. Never mind uh, who's 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 might have the better chance to to win no, that no, game. No, no, no. I, Listen, I'm most most smart guy. <laughs> Mo's right on the money with Philadelphia. Like Philadelphia tries hard every day. No, but so I think it's, I, it's I, hard. I like to, it's a hard one to to, to pick. It, sure, sure. Uh, Winnipeg, LA is the one that gives me the most pause because, as Darren mentioned, the Winnipeg Jets could be great or they could be what they've been the last little while, which Gar- is not great. Garbage games are tough. When you got two teams, <laughs> when you got two teams that are out of it, no matter what sport, garbage time is tough. Uh, one chance. Do you want to switch any of those games? I always try and give one opportunity to switch it up, Mo. No, I'm going to go with my gut instincts and stay with what it is. I wish you all the best, buddy. Hundred dollars. I wish it was more, but they ruined it last week. Uh, but uh, but I'm cheering for you, pal. Thank you very much. There's Mo, our contestant luck, this week uh, on the Michael E. Minden Jewelers Hockey Parlay Contest. Michael E. Minden Jewelers in the Fashion Show Mall. I got a couple of stats for you on the Vegas Golden Knights road record this year, which gives you optimism that they will run the table in Western Canada tomorrow. And I'll also tell you about something I heard on the radio today uh, that, uh, that made me go, what are they talking about? It's the VGK Insider Show. Hour number two is coming up next on Fox Sports Las Vegas.